0: <laughs> so i realized i didn't hit record and i thought we were recording and i was gonna go into a funny banter thing oh. and then i turned it on and now i got lost
1: i saw that yeah. and i was waiting to see what would happen
0: hi everybody welcome back to our podcast which is called <laughs> rhythm and booze and i am mikey
1: and i am nikki <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> i did the thing
0: i didn't want to do which is be super awkward at the very beginning god damn it this <sighs> I mean, is a podcast yeah and we talk Let's just go ahead.
1: <laughs> Would you like to start over?
0: No, I don't want to start over. This is, this is real. This is okay. real life. This is real life. It's okay.
1: <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. And you've had one drink of champagne. I've had
0: one sip. Well, I was like a gulp, <laughs> really. Yeah. What's the
1: name of this podcast? Uh,
0: isn't the name? I just said it. Did you? Rhythm uh, and booze. <laughs> With Mikey. Hi, I'm Mikey.
1: They know me. God
0: damn it! We did it again. <laughs> uh, I assume we'll
1: get, at we'll, get ba- we'll get better. We'll get better.
0: We'll get better. We'll get better. This one, this is showing the progression. And also, I just noticed that the desk that we have right in front of us, I put backwards.
1: Yeah, I did notice. Yeah, that. I didn't I notice that. I wasn't going to say anything because now you did all of this setup Now here. it might
0: be that we're kicking it back and forth. So, anyways, that's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Today's weird. <laughs> it's fine. It's been an up and down day. Uh, so, before we jump into the topic today, which we have an amazing topic, I fail. Which, I know, you feel one way about it. We'll get into it. Um, Our last topic, accepting artistry. Mm -hmm. Uh, After listening to it probably twice at this point for myself, uh, and then thinking about it for a while, I have a few, like, extra thoughts, which was bound to happen.
1: Okay, what are they?
0: I think... I think it's definitely, like, an ongoing process. And I and I hope that came across. And, like, I think that's part of the thing, too. It's like, did that come across? Should I do it again? <laughs> Let's do it again, right? Yeah. And uh, and I, I think I have to realize that that is what it is, and it's okay uh, because I'm not done. And as long as I tell myself that, then I have the ability to try something else or in a new way or say the same thing in a different way.
1: Yeah. I think that after listening back, there's a lot of things that I realized I could have Touched on, or yeah, you know, there's just so much when you talk about accepting your own artistry and your influences and how that shapes you as the type of artist that you are. Totally. But I think, like you said, that's part of the process. Right. Yeah. Like we're still figuring out what that means to us, and I think that's also important. You know, it's it's that we mentioned it yeah. last time, but it's it's that journey that we're on. Mm-hmm. And like you just said a minute ago, you're not done. Yeah. And that journey is so much more than just uh, delving deeper into the things that we already do. But mm-hmm. like, where do we go next?
0: I think I- in some way, that's that's also what I miss about uh, the, the old world.
1: <laughs> the old you world? Know?
0: You know, the old <laughs> world pre-2020 because we would have these conversations not just with each other like we Mm. have a constant conversation about almost everything we do and how it it can be perceived and Mm -hmm. the artistry Mm -hmm. in it and what we're trying to say but I think having that conversation with outside sources beyond us is also really important and we've missed that like just conversing with other people that like feel similar or, or feel differently and they want to say it out loud to one another, like yeah. comrades in arms of other <laughs> dancers, you know?
1: I'm curious to see how conversation in general uh, is going to feel, like yeah. in a group of people, you know? And everybody typically kind of talks over each other, yeah. but everybody's so used to doing things on Zoom
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that is there going to be like this long, awkward delay after everybody finishes speaking before the next person picks up and <laughs> says what they need to say. Like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I think it
0: might be. I I honestly believe from the little interactions that we've had with people outside of our bubble, um, I feel like it's actually been really good. And it's been really respectful. And I think people are really mindful of that. And I think they expect the pause now a little bit more, which is nice.
1: It forces you to actually listen Mm -hmm. to what, I don't know, the person you're talking to is saying. Yeah. Um, instead of thinking about what you're going to say next Mm -hmm. all the time, you have to really just wait and be really sure they're done talking. Exactly. (laughs) And you got all the information and the computer didn't glitch. And <laughs> <laughs> the artistry of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's exactly what dang, I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's going to be a topic for us at some point. Um, <laughs> for those uh, viewers watching on, on YouTube right now with the video, the, our light is just, our light is dying. The ring light is dying. It's,
1: it's, had, it's, a, it's had a 2020. Yeah, it's <laughs> like <a laughs> the rest of us. <laughs> and
0: it's, it's time to try to get a new one. Uh, if you have any suggestions, hit us up in the comments down below. So, we're going to move on. What are we drinking, Nikki?
1: We're drinking fancy champagne.
0: What's the name of this fancy I champagne? I don't know. Don't you drop it.
1: Read
0: it. <sighs> I read it in in the, the, no the pre-show. View, v- 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 click,
1: sure. Don't worry about it. Champagne. Bubbles. Yeah.
0: It's yellow. It's the yellow label that looks really pretty.
1: Why are we drinking champagne?
0: Because the label's pretty.
1: <laughs> no, not the kind of champagne, well, but champagne in general.
0: Tell us why we're drinking champagne today we're drinking
1: champagne today because mikey thinks it's really important to talk to to me about burlesque and my burlesque career Mm -hmm. and the burlesque world and all those things and champagne Mm -hmm. uh, is kind of a tradition at my show muse Uh, mikey would supply the backstage with a couple bottles of champagne for all the performers
0: the good stuff
1: a real good wink, stuff. wink, <laughs> at the copper door. Yeah, <laughs>
0: um, yeah. I think I feel like that's uh, something I've been told a, a, a very long time ago. It's like champagne and burlesque; like definitely go together. <laughs> a little bit of bubbles and a little bit of alcohol makes you all bubbly. Uh, I don't know if that's really true or not, but I think it's it's also. Um, uh, I don't want to use that term. It's a really great way to. Um, get you prepared for something you're, you're about to do Which may be nerve-wracking a little bit
1: Sure, yeah, it is I don't think it's needed Not everybody right. like needs it right. or wants it But um, I know for me <laughs> It certainly takes the edge off Absolutely, <laughs> It's I like d- a glass of champagne And also a whiskey
0: Yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> And
0: then maybe another But n- mo- 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 mostly That's cutting off right after, there yeah, Cutting off right there Yeah um, <laughs> Uh, I I know a lot of people in the burlesque community that we've been backstage that I've been very, very uh, honored to be a part of uh, do not allow that, and that's totally Mm -hmm. cool, and each person has their own thing. And we'll get into that maybe a little bit later, but we're drinking the bubbles because this is uh, burlesque and bubbles today. And like Nikki said, uh, I feel like it's very important on many, many reasons, but I think one of the main reasons that I want to—and you're going to probably hear me say this a lot in the podcast— is that I truly believe in your outlook and your perception and your point of views on the topic of burlesque. Mm -hmm. um, And it's helped me kind of view it in many different ways. uh, And the most important of which is how similar it can be perceived Mm -hmm. as we do Lindy Hop.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. A lot
0: of parallels, Mm -hmm. a lot of similarities. You can draw a lot of lines together. on many respects, the good and the bad, and everything in between. And so, w- with this whole topic, we really, really want to dive deep, not into just the, the history and, like, where did you start? Like, it's it's more like... <laughs> you can use that voice the whole yeah, time. Yeah, only when I ask questions. Uh, <laughs> I got it from Anjali that day. Uh, <laughs> I think it's uh, it's more important to realize for everybody at home and listening that this is um, uh, these remarks and comments and... And point of views are only from Nikki, Moxie, Goldmarvin. And we'll get more to that later. And but Mikey Petrezzo. <laughs> <Petrosi>. But <laughs> this by no means means that the, this the whole rich history that is still living right now mm-hmm. is still ongoing. It's still changing as it should be. Just like Lindy Hop, just like a lot of things. But there are some truths that we like to say.
1: Yeah. And uh, like Mikey said, just like Lindy Hop, Burlesque is a living, thriving community mm-hmm. with lots of ups and downs, just like every other community.
0: See. Si. So, that being said, Mm-hmm. How did you get start? No, I'm oh just kidding. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me go to my trusty list over here. Um, Can't see that far. When was the first time you saw or that you remember seeing burlesque or a performance or that kind of thing? When was the first time you kind of um,
1: Well, I think that I knew of burlesque as this old-timey thing that was in the movies, mm-hmm. whether it was Rita Hayworth and Gilda or... Marilyn Monroe, or just, I mean, you name these old movies, it was such a standard thing to have this, like, showgirl come out and, oh yeah. and do a performance, right? right it's right. so common in old movies, and I was raised on old movies. Mm-hmm. So, my mom introduced me to all of these old movies at a very young age, and I was always interested in those things, and uh, vintage culture has always been a big part of my life, and I think I always kind of idolize these glamorous, beautiful women, you know, mm, on stage, totally, and, and they're soloists, and uh, always loved the costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, it's always always right <laughs> the costumes. <laughs> Uh, and, and my mom was a huge Marilyn Monroe fan. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up also being a huge Marilyn Monroe fan and reading all the biographies and watching all the movies and uh, seeing all the documentaries, not just on her, but on Lucille Ball, who started out as a chorus girl. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned Rita Hayworth. And so there's, there's so many of these old film stars that I've always my entire life been drawn to. And so I kn- I knew about burlesque in kind of a roundabout way, uh, and also my my grandparents uh, lived in Vegas and they're part of old Vegas mm-hmm. and uh, the original you might say the original Vegas <laughs> the cool <laughs> Vegas it's <laughs> well, pretty cool know, the mob it's Vegas yeah, there you also. go there you go <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole thing we yeah it's a whole thing Nicky's <laughs> um, <laughs> connected to the mob <laughs> but. Uh, Yeah, so my mom was also a cocktail waitress growing up in (laughs) Vegas. And so there was always this, like, glitz and glam showgirl ideal Mm -hmm, in my mind. And I remember I went to my first burlesque show on the Queen Mary in Long Beach. Oh, crazy. uh, For my bachelorette party. Yeah. And it was terrible. It was so bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember any of the performers?
1: No, no. it It was like a... A very small curated show where everybody was doing like quote unquote burlesque, mm, but it wasn't okay. burlesque how I know it. Right. It wasn't burlesque uh, like it was in the old movies. It was a very like watered down okay. version, but it was also like, I could do that. You know? <laughs> really? Like it wasn't yeah, really Yeah, I yeah <laughs> you see those performers, and I'm like, I could totally do that. <laughs> and this is, you know, I was, I was well into my my swing dance career at the right. time. So I was already like a dancer. I was already involved in this vintage culture. I was already like figuring out who I was as a performer. Mm-hmm. And so this other thing came, al- came along and I kind of kept it in the back of my mind for a long time. Um, I could do that. I could do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could totally do that. Um, anyway, that that's kind of like the roundabout way of how I got, you know, interested right. in the scene. I kind of grew up knowing that there was this thing that I was drawn to. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I can like imagine that same instance in 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 a couple ways. One being like burlesque, like the name itself, I think identifies with mostly women, for what I used to think of it at least, mm-hmm. and then uh, having to do with taking off clothes. Uh-huh. And also having to do with maybe something that I shouldn't know about, like as a, <laughs> as a, as like a boy, like, yeah. if I shouldn't know about this, maybe I should know more. Like, the internet comes along. Um, but I think the other part of it that was also a, a, one of our first um, parallels is that not only was that your initiation or kind of like exposure to that, <laughs> pun intended, exposure to the <laughs> burlesque scene, but is that era of the early 1900s and what it was like to. Have fun, to sure. have entertainment, mm-hmm. such as going out dancing or going out to a show, going out to the cotton club, going out to this places, going yeah. out to the, uh, uh, any sort of place that has a performance, because mm-hmm. that was like the thing to do, right? Live yeah, performances. And I, and I think that's the first parallel that we have that, that is when you would see these old movies, you would point out and, and keep the, the memories of the things you liked. And I remember like being a kid and being 12, 11, 12, 11, 10, 13, something like that. Around those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> seeing movies and, and being like, that's cool.
1: Remember Jessica that's, Rabbit? Yeah. You know, what's that based Oh, yeah, totally. On? Totally. Course, you know.
0: Exactly. And mm-hmm. r- I remember hearing that song, you know, Why Don't You Do Right? Mm-hmm. And, and being like, what? <laughs> that's a cool song. And and uh, and then drawing all these parallels and like all the old cartoons uh, and like hearing that music and that being big band or orchestrated music. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it all kind of seeps into us as kids. Maybe second, third hand at that point, third hand, because sure, that yeah. was our grandparents that mm-hmm. were living those lives. Yeah, and I feel like now we get to like experience it in our own ways. But uh, again, and another just big thing is knowing your history, knowing where it comes from, uh, taking it into the future, having that load and carrying it and sharing it with everybody mm-hmm. else that you come across is very important.
1: Yeah, I think I think part of that is is huge. It's all about that upbringing. Like I I grew up. Uh, spending a lot of time in Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, driving down the strip as a kid and seeing those billboards with beautiful, glamorous women on yeah. the billboards, you know, the like glitz and
0: glam for sure.
1: Totally affected me as a kid.
0: You know what though, and now that I think of it, like it's back. Like yeah, before, it's the down, <laughs> before the world shut down, before the world shut down, seeing Vegas, they were uh, picking that back up again. And I mm-hmm. think watching on Twitter now, I think they built up a bunch of like Vegas showgirls in neon that are brand new. Which is, looks so cool to for Love them to it. embrace that old yeah. uh, flavor. Um, so you, let's flash forward. All right. You're you're in it. You did it. it. You proved it to yourself.
1: I got out of the course. Yeah, you got out of the course. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. This <laughs> is so good. <laughs> I'm
0: out of the back. I'm in the big leagues. Um, who is Moxie Gold, and um, why why do you why do you why do you use her name in vain all the time? <laughs>
1: Well, I am Moxie Gold.
0: Oh, hi. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, look, look at that uh, switch over.
1: <laughs> 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 She's uh, much less shy than uh, Nikki is. but uh, n- <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think that there uh, there was a time in my life where uh, Moxie was this you know other side of me mm-hmm. that I kind of kept secret from the other parts of my life, including totally. my family and my my Lindy Hop friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's me. It's all me. It's all one and the same. Mm. And the minute I stopped having that separation and starting letting everything kind of blend together, mm-hmm. the minute that all happened, I started to really um, thrive as a performer and producer and really find myself in the scene.
0: I definitely identify with that. As we've talked many a time I think with being a part of a community, it's very hard to immediately be yourself. And, mm-hmm. and this, isn't, this isn't for everybody, obviously. Like some people can and they th- and they, they do very well uh, for themselves in, in whatever situation. But I think a lot of us are, are it's easy to put on a mask a- and mm-hmm. try to be this other person, right. maybe an extra version of yourself. Um, but then hopefully you realize very quickly that like, actually that's not, I don't need to be that mask anymore. I can be myself. And then um, live better and perform better and do better and work harder because I'm working with all cylinders going as opposed to just a few parts of it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, I think that I was just so afraid of what my family would think, Mm -hmm. you know, doing burlesque and um, what the Lindy Hop (laughs) community would think of me doing burlesque and also what I thought for myself because... You know, there's all these barriers that we build up for ourselves yeah, totally. and insecurities and things totally. that we have to fight through. And, um, yeah, I think uh, taking on this kind of persona and identity, but mm-hmm. then also accepting it as myself kind of allowed me to open all these other doors that I mm-hmm. had closed. And um, it really made a, a huge difference for me as a performer.
0: Would you say also as a person as well, like you're the rest oh of your for life?
1: sure. Yeah. Um, well... As, as a performer, and, you know, the, we talked about this in, in our last podcast, mm-hmm. but uh, the minute I started uh, performing, I also started producing. Right. So right off the bat, I was putting myself in a position where I am now hiring people who I look up to mm-hmm. and who inspire me, and I'm just this little nobody, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to make an amazing show, so what do I do? You know, I reach beyond myself to hire the people that... Um, inspire me to be better.
0: Who was that? Do you remember? My first show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so uh, my first production company was Mm -hmm. with uh, Miss Lucy Lipstick, who is Morgan Kessner, Mm -hmm. who is in New York now, I believe. But she was out here for a while, and she'd been involved in the burlesque scene. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And uh, she moved out here, and she jumped on the Atomic Cherry Bombs. Yeah. And we started talking about producing a show. And we came up with Risque Rhythm. Which was our little production company. What
0: I will say, I I feel like I had a little bit to do with that. Did you? Yeah, because I remember talking to Morgan like back when she's in Atlanta,
1: mm. and she's
0: like, "I'm thinking about going to LA." I was like, "Oh, you know, Nikki does burlesque too. I think, <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure. Like, you guys should, you guys should talk." And I, and I always feel like I tried, and I was like, I was like, "Go talk," and then I just like left for a year and came back, and all of a sudden you guys had this giant show.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it yeah. happened, I think. Um. No, but Morgan and I were a great team, mm-hmm. and she had all this knowledge that I didn't have. Right. I had been in shows uh, as a chorus girl, mm-hmm. uh, but it's very different to produce a show. And we did, our, for our first show, we did Valentine's Weekend. We did two shows a night, Friday, Saturday. We sold out every show, and we wow. learned so much. It was this tiny little um, art theater mm-hmm. in downtown L.A., and it was awesome. We had a band play yeah. for the first like half an hour, and there was a little dance floor, and people could dance. And then it was this tiny little f- theater that only fit f- fifty people. Yep. And uh, I had hired uh, Maximilians, uh, Jezebel Thunder, um, Isa LeVamp, and uh, a couple magicians from the Magic Cap- Castle came down, mm-hmm. and um. Min and Minvo and Mm -hmm. and uh, Imelda did a partner routine together. Mm -hmm. And um, Kelsey came down and did tap dance number. Like it was just, it was a little bit of a variety show. My sister sang a song (laughs) and your sister and and I did backup for a song. And I was, we dressed as Starbucks cups and we were so cute.
0: If y'all don't know this, like (laughs) Nikki has like 15,000 different up-of-the-lives, like that has happened sequentially. And like, it just keeps getting better. And this was definitely (laughs) one of them. What was the name of that band?
1: Oh, it was Holly's band, Holly Yang.
0: Oh, I thought it was Venus Flytrap.
1: No. Oh, my, my sister-in-law's yeah. band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we were in a band for a minute. <laughs> called, uh, super Venus Flytrap. Super
0: Venus Flytrap. Sorry, that was yeah, the next that level. Was, Not that just was Venus Flytrap.
1: Super. Super Venus. Yeah. <laughs> super V. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> sorry, that V just <laughs> hit me. <laughs> That's Super V. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what yeah. so that was on Valentine's?
1: Yeah, that was a Valentine's uh, weekend, mm-hmm. so it was, I think, the 13th and the 14th, That's and we so just cool. sold out, like, oversold the show to the point where we had a line outside and had mm-hmm. to turn people away. It was crazy. Yeah, I,
0: I will I will say this, is what I've learned over the past years now, and then hearing this as well, like, if you want to start a show, like, Valentine's is a definitely a great is, time to start. Yeah. You'll get some momentum immediately, because everyone out there is looking for something really fun to do as a couple, but not willing to go that far, like, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. A, a safe, fun thing to exactly. do as a couple, and, yeah. and and I mean, it was. We did a good job. Yeah. But I look back at that show and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe we did this. I can't believe we did that. We, w- I would have done this better. And like no. that experience, like kind of shaped how I do shows now in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Uh, but it was an amazing experience, and right. kind of you know, for myself, I had not performed a solo burlesque routine yet, mm-hmm. and. I was like, well, shit. If I'm gonna do this show, like, of course I'm gonna perform, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs>
0: well, I can pay myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, or I cannot pay myself with it, which is how it really goes. Um,
0: Did uh, I? I remember you telling the story about that first performance. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was. I was so nervous, um, but not that nervous. I had a really, really hard time choreographing it. Oh, really? Yeah. So I. I kind of just had my order of operations and then just improvised my way through it.
0: I, I want to get into that in a little bit, especially okay. that idea, especially that idea. But I know what you're getting at.
1: Yes, I almost lost a pace on the first <laughs> performance, but I didn't. But I thought I was going okay, to. Okay. Okay. So.
0: I feel like that's such a thing. Like, <laughs> like I always yeah. feel like the baby burlesques that I've seen have always like.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You're kind of like looking
1: yeah. down the whole yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping that it's still there. Like let's yeah. let's be
0: honest. Like no matter what, like it's such a strong, confident people that go up there that are so cool and I admire a lot for doing the what they do and admiring them for, for the people there. Every once in a while you gotta ch- you gotta just ch- ch- check. check. I don't mm-hmm. check anymore.
1: But back then I feel like I there's
0: other ways people check now. Yeah, it's yeah, not like yeah. the blatant like look down. Yeah. Yeah. So where did the name Moxie Gold came from?
1: Come Moxie, from? so I, I was kind of um I was struggling with finding a name, and it was, like, a couple weeks before showtime, and I was having a <laughs> really hard time, and I had this other pseudonym that I went by before. Which was? Which was Ginger Holiday. Okay. So I didn't really think about it. Yeah, 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 I another, yeah. I want to say Valentine almost. I was like, was no, that's someone ginger. else. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what was it? There's
0: always a ginger. A ginger is always, like, the first one right, for some reason. Right, that, and
1: that was kind of the struggle that I was having. There are so many gingers, and I'm not a ginger, and I'm, you know, like... I was kind of when I chose that name, I mm-hmm. was thinking of it more like um, Ginger Rogers, like ah, yeah, you know, yeah. as opposed to redhead or yeah. whatever. Yinger, it's a soft ginger. Oh. Oh, got it wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, uh, Morgan and I were going back and mm. forth in email, and I would say, I don't know, I don't know. I'm ju- just, you know, send me, send me ideas. I need help, and she sent me uh, a list of. Names Mm -hmm. and it was—I don't even remember if Moxie and Gold were paired together, but it was like Moxie and like yes, that I feel like that describes me, right? You know, it kind of describes the fucking tenacity that I decided that I have. Yeah, (laughs) well, uh, it's (laughs) it's always
0: synonymous with like, hey, she's got a lot of Moxie, exactly. And so, who the fuck knows what that means? (laughs) Okay,
1: yeah, but I was like, all right, all right, that resonates with me, you know, Uh Moxie, and I'm like all right, I've always worn gold, so.
0: <laughs> I love gold. Yeah,
1: Moxie gold, I like it, like, I like it. And we yeah. were kind of back and forth in email, and I was like, yeah, that's it, that's it. Like, I felt like a, a connection to it. That's so cool. Yeah, but I felt like it had to come from that outside source. Right, f- of course. For me to accept it, because it's so hard. Ever had to choose a stage name for no, yourself? No,
0: not ever. It was chosen for me. What would it be? Mine? Yeah. I've gone through so many and you've I heard know. me every time I was just like throw out a couple. Like it was uh what was it? Um the, the uh, show boodle. That was yes. the first one because instead mm-hmm. of show pony, which is like a helper, a show pony is a boodle, because uh brown people would be browning. And uh <laughs> I think another one was uh uh like popping a pasty, but it would be Papa Pasty. <laughs> uh, That's
1: a great name. That's yeah. gotta be a name yeah, that, already. That is a
0: name with somebody I I, yeah. I remember searching it up. I think it was the name of a show actually. Oh, um, um there's more and I can't think of it now. Yeah, this is exactly why I don't perform. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't deal with the stress. I don't remember what to do now. do I take something off or do I like make people laugh? I don't know. Uh, I've, I I there's there's something so cool about hearing that story mm-hmm. uh, and, and and for me, what I gather from it is that someone who is already a part of the community, made name for themselves in, 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 in their community and then comes over, teaches you their experience and Mm -hmm. you teach her and like there's a symbiotic Mm -hmm. relationship and i feel like it's kind of like that handing down like handing down the Mm -hmm. names and 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 that's something else i don't have the notes that hopefully get into the uh, academy that you built eventually which went for a while but it was like really really cool yeah um but i think it's it's part of it like it's kind of not handed your name but definitely like it's helped you yeah. like helped n- someone else in the community helps you get a name.
1: Well, that that's kind of a thing in yeah. a burlesque. So you you kind of have uh, someone who fosters you, mm-hmm. whether it's you take burlesque classes and it's the instructor and they kind of, you know, show right. the ropes and yeah. introduce you to mm-hmm. producers or they help you put together your first act mm-hmm. or you have another performer who kind of helps you along your way. But uh, that's kind of how it goes. And uh, that's something that, I didn't really have her myself right. until later down the line because I chose to produce and perform all yeah. at the same time. I was You're kind like, of on my own. Let me just
0: figure this shit out real quick. Oh, what's this shiny thing called Behoff?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly.
0: No, that was the question. I know. What's the shiny thing called Behoff?
1: <gasps> Behoff <laughs> is the Burlesque Hall of Fame Museum.
0: Behoff.
1: And I actually went to B-Hoff, um as a fairly... New performer. Mm -hmm. I think this is after we did our Valentine's show, but before I had done anything else. So maybe I performed that that first weekend Mm -hmm. and that was it. But the Burlesque Hall of Fame Museum also has a Weekender. Which is just that. (laughs)
0: Which is like a festival. (laughs) It would be the festival, right? Yeah. It's
1: just like a Lindy Hop festival where you would have classes during the day and other various events Mm -hmm. and then competitions. So this, this first time going to Behoff, which I just kind of ended up at right. on a whim, I saw that it was happening like two weeks before it happened. And I where was does able it happen? To get tickets. It's in Vegas, of, of course. Of course it's in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, Shaysha, we got to go to this thing. Yeah. And I got tickets for all four nights. <laughs> Jumping right in. Diving in like <laughs> I do. And so the, the the Thursday night is Movers, Shakers, and Innovators. Mm-hmm. And it's a full show featuring performers who uh, applied to be in the show. Right. And then the Friday night show is the Legends show. And I'm going to come back to the Legends show. Totally. Because it's such a big deal. But the Legends show is exactly what you would expect it to be. Mm-hmm. It's the Legends of Burlesque in a show form. And then on Saturday is the big competition. It's the Mi- Miss Exotic World competition, which is our biggest competition, worldwide performers, it's like a six-hour show. Yeah, I've sat through it.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, with results or at actually the end. I actually stood through it the whole time.
1: And then the <laughs> Sunday show <laughs> is the uh, icons and all-stars. Mm. So sometimes it's legends, sometimes it's past performers, sometimes right. it's um, former queens. Um, but it's just that first experience was just mind-blowing for me.
0: What do you remember? What's like the one standout or standouts?
1: Mm. excuse I me while I reach over oh you can go w- ahead and refill oh. my little bubbles yep. too Okay, keep, go- keep talking I'm going to keep talking so uh, it's my first time at Behoff I forget what year this is maybe this is like 2014 and I go to the Legends show and the Legends show is exactly that it's the originators, the innovators,
0: the people you've seen on the, the the old VHSs. right,
1: and the black and white clips that you see, mm-hmm. uh, it's performers from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, all doing burlesque,
0: right. Because again, another j- drawing, another parallel is it never went away, right. It became what is easily termed as a underground scene or mm-hmm. underground community, just mm-hmm. not in the forefront of of the everyday people, but it was still around and there was people still killing it in different ways.
1: Well, burlesque had a resurgence in the 80s and 90s -hmm. just like, or late 80s, early 90s just like Lindy Hop did. Just like Lindy Hop. The same exact thing. The the scene died. People sought out these legends Mm -hmm. and they said, teach me. Right. And they did. And, you know, at this first I got to see them perform. Mm -hmm. Blew my mind. It completely blew my mind that these old ladies would... (laughs) <laughs> you know, come out in their wheelchair and get up and just kill it on stage. And it blew me away. And then I had the opportunity that same weekend to take classes from a couple of the legends. Mm-hmm. And these were amazing opportunities. I, I took a class, I'll never forget, from Tony Elling. Okay. Tony oh, right. Elling was uh, named, supposedly, by... Um, Duke Ellington mm-hmm. and she was his satin doll so there's a Duke Ellington song right satin doll supposedly this song was her song it was made for her that's so cool and not only did I get to take a class from her but I got to see her perform mm-hmm. and I was just like floored at her stage presence and it ch- something changed in me that weekend right. and I was like this is this is definitely something I want to pursue. Mm-hmm. This is definitely something I want to be a part of. I didn't think I could ever make my way to that stage, but I knew that I wanted to be in that room right. every of course. year. Of course.
0: And I think, th- I, I, again, it's just like drawing the parallels. is understanding the past and the connection there. When it makes a connection with you, you can either um, not pay attention to it or just leave it alone and just mm-hmm. have fun and just be there for what it's worth. Yeah. Or you pay attention to it a lot <laughs> and you really understand it and yeah. you really try to get to know it and it becomes a part of your life.
1: Do you yeah. remember uh, your first time seeing a Lindy Hop legend?
0: I think, man, I don't remember exactly who it would have been. Let's see. Somebody if in it LA, was probably. Yeah, it was somebody in LA for sure. And I think it was probably like... At Bobby McGee's, mm. and it was like watching all like Hal and Marge, you know, Marge DJing and Hal just out out on the side of the floor where he it's like his his booth and watching all the people like dance around. I don't even think I danced that first time. I think I was just watching everybody and just getting used to that idea that like these people are the people I was watching on these video chip video videos at home just a minute ago. Yeah, and like trying to break it down and like having them talk to me eventually. You know, it was it didn't all happen at once like that. It was like definitely a, a long period of time. And I feel like that connection to them, especially someone like Hal, mm-hmm. who like gave me the time of day and like definitely my partner at the time, Cassandra,
1: mm-hmm.
0: her mom was like, Oh, you know, she was like, I'm gonna go talk to him, you know?
1: <laughs> he's <laughs> not he's not a scary <laughs> old man, he's just an old
0: man. And I was like, You know these two, they just won the contest so, and they used your move and say, and Oh yeah, we'll move. And I was like, Merry go round. Let me see it. Oh, okay. You know, and then and then that whole idea, like, and then connecting that way, and and, and I'll never forget the idea. I can see it, it in my mm-hmm. mind's eye. You know, I can definitely pinpoint that moment where I was like, "Holy crap!" But I think um, the same thing is to be said with anything you you kind of fall in love with or, or or become connected to. Literally, like, almost like your soul is connected to this past, connected to this tradition, connected to this. Um, community mm-hmm. of things that happen and people that live in it uh, and will continue to live in it. And I think you, you have the choice at that moment to pay attention to it or not. And in this case right here, it like, reached out, grabbed you, and like you're like, well, here I go. Yeah. <laughs> here's the one strap. Here's the next <laughs> strap. I'm in. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's really funny because the, the Burlesque Hall of Fame uh, and The Weekender has become like so special. To me, you know, since that one event. But what's actually really interesting is that uh, I grew up in Victorville, and about 20 minutes outside of Victorville, it's the desert. (laughs) You know, I mean, you can Google it. (laughs) Uh, Maybe it it might
0: not be on there. But uh, about 20
1: minutes uh, north of uh, Victorville Mm -hmm. is a little town called Hellendale. Right, right. Uh, Hellendale is where my high school boyfriend lived. (laughs) And I used to drive out there all the time. And it's like, you take Route 66 to get there. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's either one highway or another highway. It's dirt roads. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, me and my little Oldsmobile. Yeah. I mean, my giant Oldsmobile. <laughs> yacht. But yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My desert yacht. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all this time driving out to Hellendale, I always heard of the stripper museum. Right. The stripper museum, the stripper museum, like all the kids in school that lived in Hellendale knew of the stripper museum. And I was always like, I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm see like yeah. I want to go. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I want to go. i uh, never went. Mm-hmm. Turns out that that stripper museum that I heard about my all through school mm-hmm. was the original Burlesque Hall of Fame. It was on a goat farm. Right. In <laughs> the middle of Hellendale. <laughs> You can't you can't
0: fucking make this shit up. You cannot like fucking make th- it up. The whole story of that where the fan- where the Burlesque Hall of Fame and Miss Exotic World began yeah. is a thing of a movie. A thing of a movie. It
1: is. And Dixie Evans, who owned the goat farm, uh, used to have a bar. And back in her bar days, her perform she was a performer. She was the Marilyn Monroe of Burlesque. Mm. She was a big, big right. Uh, she had a bar, and her performer friends would come perform at her bar, and things would get left behind. Somebody <laughs> would forget their bra, so she'd tack it to the wall. <laughs> Somebody would forget their thong or whatever, she'd <laughs> tack it to the wall. Lose a pasty, tack it to the wall. So funny. And so Dixie Evans became this collector right. of burlesque memorabilia and, and costume pieces and all of these things. And so on her in her goat farm, she would curate this museum and you go out there and it's like you honk three times and she'd come out herself and she'd give you a little tour of the museum. Anyway, now it's in Vegas.
0: That's so cool.
1: Yeah. But isn't that so crazy that it was like 20
0: minutes away 20 minutes
1: outside my house this whole time. i I heard about it and I never went.
0: I remember uh finally figuring that out when when I went to be off and being like, isn't that like real close to you? You're
1: like Yeah "Yeah!" and you tell me the whole story. (laughs) You know
0: uh that it's such it's such a perfect like story uh, uh w- for the world to understand it hmm. but then it's like another like perfect story for the desert of course it's like out there yeah. on a goat farm and it becomes this worldwide phenomenon and now it's in this like beautiful uh, brick and mortar museum yeah. in in downtown or uh, main street right. uh, las vegas
1: well, in those... Well those um Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> you said Las Vegas. Yeah. Nobody says that. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Spanish people do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is that that goat farm is where Miss Exotic World started. Right. So those competitions would be out there in the hot sun. And I wish so badly that I had known that all of this was happening. Because you would have te- been able to see it. Because I was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> and I could have been yeah. there. <laughs> and I would have... I like, Man, I if this had... Been presented to me mm-hmm. earlier. I, there's no way I would not have done it. Right, right. It wouldn't have taken me so long. Exactly.
0: For sure. And I think I think in general, like even having that story, it being so close, is part of the magic of it, and yeah, the mystique totally. of it, of mm-hmm. it all. Uh, I think uh, my experience at Bihoff is, is is exactly that same feeling uh, that I would have going to like somewhere like Camp Hollywood, where there was a bunch of these dancers all that I admired through through uh, videos mm-hmm. and, and watching them and hearing about their stories from other dancers. And I, th- I feel like that was the culmination. And it was through the history, through the living history mm-hmm. that I got to see. And I feel the stories you told me of Behoff, I understood that a little bit. Very, very, very surface level. Yeah. Obviously, you can't understand something until you seeped in it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 2019, when I go visit uh, Behoff in Vegas, and it's my first night there, and it's uh, the Legends Night. Yeah, and okay. I was just like, "You're like, you're sitting with me," and I was like, "Okay, whatever." And then we <laughs> sit down, and then your entire talking about every single one, and not for a second did my eyes like divert from this amazingness. And yes, to, to put it like, let's put it plainly, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a bunch of older people getting on stage and doing their thing they used to do when they're in their twenties, thirties, or forties. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's so much better. And there's so much <laughs> better. And it's the <laughs> smallest
0: things. And it's it's the smallest things. And you're like afraid at first. And then they get going, and you're like, "Holy shit! I understand. I understand why the universe is the way it is. I understand why the clock moves this way. Like, I understand why the world turns. Like, (laughs) there's like a lot of little things that I don't think I would have understood if it wasn't for my experience through Liddy Hop and understanding that, and appreciating that, appreciating the VHSs when I was a kid, and and understanding that these movies meant something to somebody, and they were art and and the dance was cool but i didn't really recognize it until later and then understanding that i can meet those people Mm -hmm. down the street and then all of a sudden i can meet those people doing their thing amazingly you could say the same thing for burlesque
1: totally yeah it it's crazy how parallel they really are and i think coming from the swing dance scene and and having such a love and appreciation for the legends of our dance totally having the opportunity to to spend time with them and and watch them from Mm -hmm. afar even, or watch them on their videos, Um, having the opportunity to see the same kind of thing with the Burlesque Legends, like, obviously, I was, you know, like, enamored by it the same way I was the Lineup Legends. And it it was just so amazing to see that that community cared for their Legends as much as we cared for ours. And, like, truly appreciated, you know, everything they did to make this art form what it is. Right. Because you know you think about the legends of burlesque and, and what they had to live through mm-hmm. to pave the way for us to do it today. Uh, burlesque history is women's history. You know these women were doing this when it was illegal right. And it was a job, not just an art. It was an art, but it, it's also a living. And it's amazing that we get to do this today and it's accepted. Yeah. And what that means for for them, creating that opportunity for us.
0: It's kind of this. Uh, we discussed it the other night as well. Like it's it's definitely a a women empowerment movement, plus a work, plus a job, yeah. plus a living. Like mm-hmm. you said, uh, plus for minorities, it was also another way for them to be uh, amplified and pushed forward yeah. into into people's other people's realm because or else they would have never been experienced to that too exactly you know and i feel very humbled by that because like i think a lot of the times as a lindy hopper we were like see the world and see it's all its trashiness and weirdness and be like oh but lindy hop was the bastion of hope and like if <laughs> if people if people could just learn to lindy wait don really like put it out there and just teach people to dance yeah and, and they'll do it and like i i as much as it's performance art, and, and it's it is a different animal. Um, burlesque is still like this dance, and uh, like it could be appreciated in many ways. And that's not to speak for all of it, <laughs> you know. Like just the same as Lindy Hop, I can't mm-hmm. say every Lindy Hopper out there is like true. Like you must believe in them. Like yeah. it's like good job, finger painters, good job. You know, like there's definitely that same feeling in just like sure. in, in every, art, like form. In every, art, every form, art form, every
1: community, yeah,
0: and uh, and. Knowing the history really helps you appreciate the ideas and the traditions that have not only just influenced that community, mm-hmm. w- whichever you want to think of, burlesque, lady Hop, anything else, uh, but also I- infected, infected, no, in <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also affected the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, there's so many stories out there about what happened to burlesque dancers in the heyday. And oh how, yeah. many, how much shit they got into. Oh and, yeah. like, I mean, we don't have to go into it. But, like, you could just search this shit up. Like, it's very, like, there's YouTube clips of people talking about it.
1: Oh, definitely. One of the most amazing things about Behoff is on Sunday they have the legends talk. Mm-hmm. And all the legends get up there. And it's this panel. And they're lined up from their uh, decades.
0: It's huge. It's so amazing.
1: And it's. Awesome. <laughs> they talk about their experiences, their it's history. Honest. It's, it's real. Super honest yeah. too. Yeah, you get you get the real deal from them, and uh, they're happy to share it. And it's not all good. It's not <laughs> all happy. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes there's a little fighting involved, but mm. it's it's a uh, like Mikey said, it's real. And mm-hmm. so I think it's worth saying because it hasn't been said yet. But Mikey's actually na- uh, made quite a name for himself. Oh, (laughs) Uh, in the local burlesque scene because I brought him in as my uh, show stage manager. Mm -hmm. And everybody loves Mikey. (laughs) The performers adore him and they want him to perform so badly. It'll never happen. He dances around backstage and everybody's like, when are you performing?
0: You, You missed it last week. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> there was no show last week. I'm yeah. It's fine. Then you missed it. <laughs> so it
1: was really important to me that you know Mikey was part of the scene. Mm-hmm. He had to see Beehoff. he had totally. to hear the legends speak. Totally. And so he got to hear firsthand. So how did that affect you, hearing firsthand from the legends?
0: It was like the exact same thing as like what I remember from Camp Hollywood Legend Talks. Yeah. You know, and and I feel like um, calling them legends in the first place is also a sign of, of respect to a person that maybe have never felt that before. Mm-hmm. A- and and, and if, if you feel inclined to call them that, that is that is the way to respect them, is, is to call someone Mr. or Sir or Doctor or, or Mrs. or Miss or Doctor, like everything mm-hmm. like that is to respect their, their place from one person to another. And I feel like that in itself was an amazing thing for me to realize mm-hmm. is that these are legends, not just for what they did on a stage, but like, you know, the life they lived yeah. and how it paved the way for s- uh, many, many other people. And I feel like hearing them talk firsthand and hearing some of the stories that you had already told me, I was like, oh my gosh, it's a whole different flavor when you when you hear it from the person who lived it. Like there's, the, there's either a pain, a sorrow, a happiness, a joy that you can only experience through listening to the person that experienced that. And... Um, I think one of the biggest things that affected me that whole time, not but like during the Legends talk, but also uh, outside of the Legends talk, was uh, uh, experiencing Camille Camille,
1: Camille 2000.
0: Mm-hmm. Was it the, the girl of yesterday, today, and tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Yes, nailed it. <laughs> taglines. It's a thing. Everyone oh, has it. taglines. amazing. <laughs> Mine
1: are terrible. No, yours are good. Yours anybody wants to write me a tagline, I could use a good tagline. Yours line.
0: are good. You're high bar. Makes it really, really hard, but uh, <laughs> but I think in I think in general, taglines is a real thing. It's like when they announce your name, or they announce your tagline, and then your name. You know, right. like old school boxing, like the thriller from Manila, <laughs> boom. You know, it's like it's
1: exactly that. Yeah. So it's it's, like, <laughs> totally. it's the girl of
0: yesterday, t- today, and tomorrow, Camille 2000, and this force of nature comes out and what ends up being her last performance mm-hmm. of her life. Yeah. Uh, comes out to the legends uh, um, night. And she was performs. the legend of
1: the year, so it was her performance. She was awarded, yeah, mm-hmm. and,
0: and and she came out with uh, just an amazing piece. There was not a dry eye in that in that no. room, and
1: mine included,
0: it, absolutely. And it was just emotional and and, and heartwarming and uh, just. And this makes sense when you when you figure the next thing I'm going to say is it's a giant fuck you to everybody that ever said no to her because. Uh, while facing the last days of her life, she decides to go out on stage and just like middle finger everybody. And I'm just like, that is the coolest shit. <laughs> that is the most metal. That is the most fucking hip hop street shit. Every oh my god, you are not man. You are not woman. You are Camille 2000. <laughs> like oh my god, yeah. It's just like crying, but also like like anger and joy all at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was it was just, it was it was punk rock for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's a perfect way to describe her. I, my first behalf I was struck by you like, you just spilled. I spilled my, jam- I He's my very passionate right now. Uh no, the my first Behoff, Camille did a performance in the last show of the weekend the All Stars and Icons. Mm-hmm. And she came out and she did this this uh this number with nunchucks. <laughs> And she came to one side of the stage and she did this whole thing with the nunchucks and then she went over here and she did it and went the back and did it and going on. And I was just like, oh my God, like this is one of the coolest, (laughs) weirdest, (laughs) but coolest, like like, this is awesome. She's so old and she's doing that and it's so fucking cool. Yeah. Oh my god! Like I can just hope that I'm dancing, yeah. you know, <laughs> when I when I get older, when I reach 70. Yeah. But to be out there and fucking walking around the stage in leather and nunchucks, like, come on, who gets to do that?
0: Fucking punk rock. That's yes exactly what it is. Oh my god. Anyway,
1: so yeah, she's she's a uh, she is greatly missed in this scene. Totally. Yeah. Uh,
0: it was really fun to hear uh, the stories from the legends, but also from from hearing some stories from you, hearing some stories from other performers like Backstage Amuse, or hi- and by that point, make, making friends with some, some of the other performers and being mm-hmm. able to just like shoot the shit and then watching uh, people hit that stage for the, the big contest for what ends up being Miss Exotic World mm-hmm. a- and um, The Boylesque as well. Yeah. You know, watching some of that stuff was, was really, really amazing because I, I had started to form opinions about it. And and it's different, and, and it's different from going like ah, I like that, I didn't like that. It's different from like, well, I like this because of this and this, but I didn't like that, and I think I would have done that different. Like, it's it ends up being the exact same way, exact same feelings I have when I watch a a, a Lindy Hop or a swing dance performance mm-hmm. of any style. Mostly because like I, I can envision myself there, but also I can hear the music, and the music always makes people move a certain way, mm-hmm. but not the same way. Yeah. And 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 I respect that. So I I, I see that. Some performers are moving away that I, I enjoy and other people are interpreting it in a different way. I'm like, okay. And and I think through that, I was able to then like see the world. It's like it's sort of like, um, spoiler alert, sort of like WandaVision <laughs> when when Monica goes through the portal or through the, the shield and then she starts seeing the world a little bit differently. And uh, it's it's sort of that. It's sort of realizing that you're in a sheltered world. And you see this other sheltered world, and you're like, huh, I want to belittle it because it's not my world right here.
1: Mm, yeah. And
0: then I go towards it, and I'm, well, I can kind of see inside. And it looks kind of fun and cool, and that doesn't look as bad as I thought it was. And I go creep a little further and further and further, and soon enough, you're in that other world, away from your other bubble. And not to say that it's completely different, it actually ends up being... Uh, Like an like an advanced version or more experience Mm. and more that more abilities can be sought after there, and you start looking around. You're going, "Wow, everything I know before still applies here, but now I can see different ways of how it can be used and how I can appreciate other people's usage of it." And and Mm -hmm. maybe that's taking the metaphor a little too far, but like either way, like I I, it's like the same thing I said before for the last podcast. Like a passion or art form is is uh, is like a goggles to how to see the world and, and like. Sometimes when we're really good at it, I can offer those goggles to you or someone else yeah. to help you see the world the way I do or mm-hmm. see the world a little bit differently. And I and I think truly from from experiencing um, the burlesque community and, and experience them um, uh, with open arms, like they've let me into understanding things in a whole different way, mm-hmm. uh, not just performing, even though that's true, but life. And 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 seeing how many people live it in a different way, and and still can live it in a very happy and healthy way, but you know, not everybody's perfect, so that's fine. But like at the same time, like it's just it's great to understand new personalities and new life experiences through a different community.
1: Hmm. Do you think that those experiences in the in the burlesque world have changed? How you see the Lindy Hop? scene? Totally. Yeah.
0: Totally. I can. I can see the. It's mostly through the similarities. Hmm. The sim. The similar people that like. Let's put it. Uh. Like in a way like, I- in Lindy Hop, sometimes people start uh, advancing their place in 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 the world in the community because mostly maybe out of necessity because no one else is around is doing sure, it. So yeah. they start a class or they start a night and mm-hmm. cool. And there they figure it out as they go and whatever. And I think there's a similar th- sensation or a feeling in, in the community of burlesque. Um, but I think it's it's very also very similar. Like people just want to perform. People want to be seen. People want to be heard in a way. And I feel like that... that, that the way it is now, it, it helps that mm-hmm. there's like so much opportunity. I feel like, and and now with like YouTube and now with the w- this new world that we <laughs> live in, <laughs> where we're, yeah, with Zoom <laughs> world where people can start podcasts out of their <laughs> living room, or or yeah, and uh, and stuff like that. I feel like it's the similarities like that. Like mm-hmm. we find new ways to entice our, ourselves and, and push ourselves to do new things. So me moving. Not moving, but me experiencing something else from another w- another community helps me bring it back. I've always felt that, like I, w- as much as I love the hip hop culture and the hip hop life and the dance itself and the music, uh, I've never been a part of that community. I've always been a visitor, and then bringing it back to more mm-hmm. what I feel is my life and my community, which is yeah. always nitty hop and dance, and and I feel like I've I've tried my best to meld it this this past. Art form, bringing it in th- bringing it in today to today, and also doing it the way I would like to be doing it. So yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, I've, I've seen things from like burlesque performers where I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I want to try something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's 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 a different world mm-hmm. for sure. And I, it's something that I definitely encourage. You know, I- people that maybe have a misconception or have never actually experienced burlesque firsthand, or mm-hmm. are a little bit closed minded to the idea, to go to a couple shows. Or Zoom shows, right? Yeah, why not? They're everywhere right now.
0: Super safe. You could turn off your camera. No one yeah, knows you're there. Nobody knows you're there. <laughs> uh,
1: and just kind of get a feel for what's happening. And, totally. and there is something to be said for the uh, inclusivity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. In the
1: burlesque world, and the um, you know, there's a saying that all bodies are burlesque bodies. Mm-hmm. It's it's not this idea that you have to be the Vegas showgirl body type. To perform burlesque, you don't have to be exactly. a p- specific gender, or you know, you don't have to look any particular way. And right. I think that uh, allows for a certain type of freedom mm. that is lacking in a lot of communities. And it's just so open. And I, I can't speak for for everyone in the scene, but I think overall, um, the the burlesque scene is a very open and welcoming mm-hmm. scene that allows for. Uh, so much freedom. I think that, you know, in the Lindy Hop scene, uh, a lot of things are put into a box. Totally. And they need to, sometimes need to be a elitist. Sometimes, and sometimes, a sometimes it's our own <laughs> box, but sometimes <laughs> to be an elitist, you have right. to stay within this box. And, you know, you have to conform to certain things. Yeah. But in the burlesque world, for the most part, it's completely wide open. Yeah. And you can be completely free to be yourself and right. put yourself out there however you want to, to be and it can change you know from yeah. time to time and you don't have to really think about what you know i mean people do care what people think about them what other w- artists think about them what the audience thinks about them but really um, it's about yourself and what you're choosing to put out there how you're curating your your persona
0: you know, that's the thing, too, the, the perception of it from an outside source. Now, even just say it's like Lindy Hop, but even though then, it is that as well, because that's the community we're closest to, and that's the people we interact with. Mm-hmm. I think what ends up happening is that people see it as a, oh, well, you know, they're just stripping, and, you know, I, I'm not going to um, help that along. But then when you think about it, it's like there's been a lot of people out there that's stripping for a real long time. And maybe it starts with burlesque. Maybe it starts differently. Who knows? And honestly, it's a work. It's a job. And people mean it really well. And it's helped kids live their lives. Yeah. As in like parents feeding their kids or uh, just helping people accelerate through life and get to a, another place. mm mm-hmm. Uh, a, hopefully a, a betterment like in life as, as we all hope you know right going up the ladder or moving through the to the, the branches of a tree but like i think the perception can be seen that like well you know that's it's sexual and it's and we shouldn't necessarily and i'm not talking about anybody particularly i'm talking about just a general public mm-hmm. and from what i've seen is is that yeah i, I can perceive it that way or I can see it from my vantage point, which is like happens to be a lot of times we're just really, really lucky, uh, uh, from the from the wings of uh, like Muse's stage, mm-hmm. where I get to see amazingly powerful people get on that stage and control a crowd, yeah. and in the best way possible, in the most, um, um, oh my God, I can't believe I lost the word, uh, <laughs> in the most uh, consensual way, yeah, as in. As in, a person comes in, pays for an experience, they're gonna hoot and holler for people mm-hmm. to take off their clothes. They're really pretty, and ornate clothes. And, and then, but the, the trade off is that they can hoot and holler, but as soon as I come up to you, I have all the power as a performer. And yeah. I've seen it so many times. Woohoo! Yeah! And then you walk up to me, and I go, uh, what are you trying to do? And like, you have a <laughs> handout, out. you're like, uh, what do I do with that hand? And take you're like, take now. Yeah. But now, I don't know how to move. <laughs> and it's seen it so many times that every yeah. performer that I've seen, um, and, and this is speaking only for me, worth their while, has been able to really control a crowd in such an amazing way. And it was really, re- uh, sorry, I'm going in a huge roundabout way, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but uh, it was really amazing to see you begin in the burlesque community and see you go from one point and then like we having in uh, a long period of time, like let's say three or four years mm-hmm. where we're like, we're just like on the outskirts with each other. We call it the schism. We'll talk about that another time yep. during the schism. And then coming back to muse and being your stage manager and watch you perform again. I was like, Holy shit. You're really good, you know? <laughs> I was like, You're, you did the thing, sorry. You did the thing really good where you did the thing and, you, and then the thing and the guy was like, and you were like, and, uh, uh, cool, you did that thing. Like, that was really good. And I remember you were like,
1: really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Exactly that. I think that it's, that's one of the most magical things um, about burlesque is that the most vulnerable person in the room the performer on stage in nothing, mm-hmm. next to nothing, right. uh, is the most powerful.
0: Totally.
1: And it's it's a, you know, it's a magical thing, and it's addicting. And oh, big time, <laughs> for sure. Um, that, that type of empowerment is something that I wish I had for more of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that I, I've been able to take from burlesque, and... Um, As a teacher, you know, teaching burlesque, I feel that I've been able to impart, you know, like give to other people. Mm -hmm. And it's magical. It really is. It really is. I mean, I I think I've always considered myself a very, very shy person. Uh, We're working on that. I'm getting back. One one day one, <laughs> day, one day, one day, you'll be
0: less shy. You'll be able to do burlesque one, one day. Maybe with <laughs> <Like> my fans <laughs> back yeah. here,
1: I have my beautiful <laughs> pheasant feather fans set up over here that I ride. They are so beautiful, They're beautiful, for sure. Anyway, um, no, it's it's um, burlesque has made me find myself in mm. so many ways, where it came into my life at a time where I felt um, kind of uh, like I, I was moving on from the Lindy Hop scene Mm -hmm. uh, and I dove into burlesque and it changed my life. There's no better way to say it like it did. It changed my life. It made me a stronger, um, more empowered person. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's very, very aware. Like I remember us having a conversation and I jokingly say I had some sort of way in that, but really I just heard you speak. And I said, it sounds like you're saying this, so go for it.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I remember us talking about, like, well, I don't know about Lindy Hub. And you're, like, unsure and just kind of, like, wandering. But then when you spoke about burlesque, yeah. you spoke in such a way that was so impassioned. And, and I hear it now more mm-hmm. than ever A lot of thi- with a lot of things because we're working really hard every day on so many different things. Yeah. But I think I- in this case, it's like, it sounds like you want to go with it. Just go. Go do it. Go full on. And I don't by any, by any means, I jokingly say that, that I had something to do with it, but really, I just heard you out, and yeah. I heard this, like, this urge. And I was, so what's so cool to see it, like, actually happen, like, however many years, maybe it was, like, three or four years later, mm-hmm. after that conversation, yeah. That, that I got to see you perform the first Muse show at the Copper Door, and, like, watching that, that whole show go down and helping, perf- helping put it up and everything. It was just so cool. I think it is an absolute truth that that art like this, performance art mm. can help you through a lot of things because maybe sometimes putting on like this quote unquote mask that we do for ourselves that can actually help you kind of see things in a different light see things in a different way. And then when you take that mask off, you take some of that with you and into mm-hmm. your everyday life.
1: Yeah, well, I think that uh, Burlesque is so much more than what you see on the surface level. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, it can be glamorous. It can <laughs> be glitzy. It can be all those things. Beautiful. But it can also make you feel things. Right. Exactly. Performers can, can do performances where, you know, you leave feeling like, wow, that really, like, touched me. And right. not... Not maybe not in the way that you're thinking, but it touched in like <laughs> in, in, in a way that and it also it in the way you're thinking, it, it could be that yeah. too. <laughs> I mean, that is part of our right. job, but but it, it's also in in this way that you don't expect, mm-hmm. like y- somebody. I, I do this act <laughs> where uh, I fill a bunch of balloons with fake blood, see, and uh, I pop the balloons, and as you can imagine, throughout the the performance, the p- ladder and it's a whole thing. (laughs) Um, But I remember somebody after was like, wow, that like deeply affected me. Mm -hmm. And I recently got to do that number for a Halloween show that was shown on a big drive-in movie. And I think watching it on the big screen, even though I knew what it felt like to Mm -hmm. do it and I knew what I was going for as a performer, I felt kind of what the audience felt Watching it mm-hmm. and it affected me. It might like it's it's about me, but it affected me in that way too. And I think there's there's a lot of times uh, in performing burlesque where you do want to make the audience mm-hmm. feel all kinds of things. Totally, and it can go a lot of different directions. And that's something that you know in in as a swing dancer. You don't get to do that often. Right. And as a soloist on a stage where it's just you in the spotlight, Mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing to, like, put your soul out there in a a way that is so unique.
0: You touched on it before, and I want to kind of go back to it. I definitely want to touch on at least two more things, and this is being one of them. uh, Teaching burlesque. Uh Uh-huh. And teaching burlesque for, like we said before, you had your um, Muse Academy at Atomic, which was amazing. Some, uh, and You had, like, a graduation where they performed at Muse, and some of them stripped, and some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. But being on that performance stage, like, it was so cool, and I remember helping them with music and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, is that something you want to pursue in the future? Like the Muse Academy type feeling? Uh,
1: it is. It is something I would like to pursue in the future there's something really amazing about um helping people on this journey because you know when you kind of find your way yourself is one thing but when you're fostered into a scene it's a very different experience and there's so many unknowns for getting into the real scene how do i get in how do i get into shows or Mm -hmm. where do i learn the moves or whatever it is and when you have somebody that can help um speed that process along, that yeah. you know, that's more Even people getting on stage.
0: Even in the smallest little bit of advice, like, sometimes it's just like, a like a simple thing for you. It's like, well, first you put on your heels, and then you step on the stage. Like, I'm not saying it's that easy. Yeah. I'm just saying as a, as, a, as a metaphor, like, because I feel like in Liddy Hop too, a lot of us, people that have been here for a while, like ourselves, like, mm-hmm. we want to uh, uh, give over our information. Right. So someone else can, like, take our place. We're not going to be here forever. And so it's up to us to pass everything on. So it's it's up to everybody out there that's been in this game long enough to impart any sort of wisdom to everybody. Like, yeah, go for it. Like, and I feel like with, with Music Academy, you were definitely starting to get there, and mm-hmm. it was really cool. Along those same lines, uh, something that I am very, very uh, happy with every time it happens is that we'll go to a dance event, mm-hmm. and we'll be teaching. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're going to get this many hours. And it's like, Mikey, you're going to get one less hour. I was like, huh? <laughs> Okay, whatever. (laughs) Steal money out of my baby's mouth. Me being the baby. But what ends up happening is you end up teaching a burlesque class for Lindy Hoppers or Mm -hmm. swing dancers in general. And I've seen so many good things come out of that. Oh, yeah.
1: I love Mm -hmm. so much teaching burlesque classes Mm -hmm. for Lindy Hoppers. Um, there's this thing that happens when we're partner dancers, and this is the thing I've experienced a lot in my Lindy Hop career. You're so comfortable when you have a partner. Mm -hmm. But then when you are in a situation where you have to dance solo, it's a very different thing. Uh, Now, put yourself in a situation where not only are you dancing solo, but you're going to dance sexy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to go out there and do it. It's a non-Lindy Hop. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's (laughs) like, oh, like, it's it's a... (laughs) My
1: favorite thing um, about teaching burlesque to swing dancers is seeing that immediate transformation. It's Mm. almost like flipping a switch. Like you give permission to a hundred women and sometimes men and all all over. Everybody, all genders, all identities in a room. You say, go. And they're like, "Okay, let's do this." And they like go wholeheartedly, and that's mm-hmm. something that I love about swing dancers—they're like so down, yeah. You know, to try things absolutely. And
0: um, I've seen people go into your class, uh-huh. like white as a ghost, blank face, big eyes, holy shit. And then I'll come back an hour later, and I and I'm like coming to bring you a coffee, or like coming to like be like, "Hey, like how'd it go?" A- and I see people of all sorts of identities coming up to you and, like, surrounding you, <laughs> asking you tons of questions. Everybody's flush. Everybody's super happy. Energy is super high. Yeah. Like, there is, a, there is a feeling in that room that is just like, oh, my God. Can you attribute it to one certain thing that you feel that you impart in them? Or is it is it among many things? Or what I, happens? I think it's
1: like I mentioned. I think it's that permission. Yeah, You know, that, that like, it's okay. Like, let loose. Yeah, go for it. And I think it helps that I set, uh, I give them very specific parameters. Mm. Like here's a bump, here's a grind, here's a shimmy, here's a strut. Like here's (laughs) a pose. Like there's all of these these elements that are really important. And as soon as they have those elements, Mm -hmm. the first thing I always teach is how to improvise. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like here's the pieces. We dance typically to music. You know, we start out with um, music that is. Written specifically for burlesque, which is like so big band music, but written it's big band right. music, but but specifically, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name right now. Ah, I'm blanking, but um, we'll, we'll post it up. Yeah, we, c- we can post the link. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we dance to music that's specifically written for burlesque, so you hear where the bumps go, yeah. you hear where the grinds go, yeah. you hear where the shimmies are, you know, you you want to move <sighs> in a certain way that. That fits the music, right? And as soon as people know what those things are, you just let them loose, and then you switch it up, and you put on Led Zeppelin, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then you switch it up, and you put it on The Weeknd, yeah. and then all of a sudden everybody's like grinding on the floor and dropping into the splits and doing backflip, <laughs> and you're like, what just <laughs> happened to my room? I did one class at Lindy Focus, mm-hmm. and I taught a little routine, and it was after all this improvising. And I told people, like, oh, if you have a sweater or whatever, you can, like, take it off during the routine. Mm-hmm. And we did, like, the little eight-count intro and turned around, and this guy was in his underwear. I'm like, how, <laughs> did, that <laughs> <laughs> how did that happen? How did you get Perfect. there so fast? But it, it's just, like, this, <laughs> this, this uh, openness and freedom that I love that people right. seem to find in this class. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily attribute it to me and my teaching. I attribute it to this, like, I gave them the tools. Right. They saw the possibility, and they mm-hmm. took it and ran.
0: Well, that's that's teaching in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, but it, but at the same time, they it, they felt themselves empowered right. enough. Right. To go for it.
0: Right. It's still their uh, choice whether to, to jump into a thing that's calling for them. And yeah. then, but you're there to like greet them and give them like the gift basket of like, here's some things that make you smell good, some roses, <laughs> some champagne, and a thong. Like, go for <laughs> yeah. it. Like, oh, have yeah. fun. Yeah, it's all you need. And, and I think I think what I, um, what I see you do as well is the same thing that we do in a lot of our dance classes, whatever it may be at that point, is that we want to show the empowerment and show the community of empowerment. So like it's not yeah. just it's not just being up there and doing your thing with just a couple tools. It's also being on the opposite end of that. So like we go back to that that original kind of feel, that sort of that role play where like consensual thing where I come in and I'm paying for a show. I'm gonna hoot and holler, but as soon as you come up to me, oh no, like, uh, like you're actually in charge. I'm just hooting and hollering. Like I think the hooting and hollering is also attributed to that. It's it's sort yeah. of a synergy it between is. between performer and audience.
1: Right, and that that's and you teach that in the class. Yeah, that is that I- that that's a big part of classes. Yeah. Is I make um, people do ac- across the floor work. Right. In uh in lines, but when you get to the other side of the room, or if you haven't gone yet, it's your time to cheer right. for the people that are on the floor. And so a lot of times, you know, at, at a Lindy Hub event, there could be anywhere from like twenty to over a hundred people in mm-hmm. a class like this. And so you can imagine what that sounds like exactly. you've got you've got people on uh, you know let's see let's say a, r- a row of six people <laughs> are crossing <laughs> the floor you've got the rest of the room screaming and cheering <laughs> and whistling and and hooting and hollering and, and definitely heard it
0: i haven't i have never yeah. i've never wanted to go Come in there because like i want to give them a chance I but like yeah, i can hear from the i door. do
1: not give you permission to walk into my class you know, mm-hmm. but come stand outside the door yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just listen. <laughs> Definitely
0: happened before. I was awesome. like, uh, I'm just going to not go in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing because people do leave that class really empowered right. and, and having a new sense of, of, of being. Mm-hmm. And then they come up to you, like, we'll be dancing, and like a typical, like, oh, they must be here for me. Like, oh, come talk oh to me. No. Like, actually, I want to talk to them. Like, oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go over here, and then they're like asking all these questions and giving you yeah. amazing praise a- as as absolutely your due. Uh, as much as you may think that it's not anything particularly that you do, it is you setting the tone, and sure, it's making yeah. it. It's making a part of it. I th- I feel like that is a really important part of your teaching, is that you make it approachable. You make the idea of burlesque or feeling empowered or feeling sexy, and having that and it, and like really grasping into it you make that tangible Mm. because i think and this is the last thing i kind of want to go into is the idea that moxie gold is your stage name Mm -hmm. but no matter what ahead of that and on top of everything every hat that you have you know as a performer as uh, a lindy hopper as a teacher as a boss like you are first and foremost nikki marvin like absolutely always you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like that comes across so well to people more than maybe you you see. Mm-hmm. And that's OK, mm-hmm. because I get to see it <laughs> and, and, and I and I get to see how you make th- this this cool thing that you can do and you can still be yourself. Because I feel like so, uh, and, and I feel like m- I've seen things happen before where people like make it unattainable, unattainable. Yeah. And, and and it's uh, it makes it like, OK, cool, you're going to do that thing. As opposed to like, oh wait, I can do that too? And that's what that's what makes, that's what I feel off of your classes, that's what I feel from the people who come from your classes. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel when you perform, that's what I feel when you produce a show. Like you make it this great, easily obtainable, awesome, like whatever you come for, as long as you're respectful of, of, of the art form, mm-hmm. great. And you come with the the and I, I say this all the time. <laughs> you come with the baggage and the knowledge of history and yeah. experiences of the people who came before you, and you carry that with you and you give it away, give it out freely, like constantly. And so I I, I I've really not only seen the uh, community around you grow, but I've seen myself grow and I've seen other people grow around you. Like the regulars at your show, I've seen them grow into amazing performers mm-hmm. because of the atmosphere that you create.
1: <laughs> 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 Cheers. <laughs> Cheers! Yeah, that's what we say. <laughs>
0: Great, this is us drinking. That's us this is us, yeah, us drinking.
1: Drink. Um, um, that no, that 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 means a lot. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, we all we all put our best out there, or we try to, and we we hope that you know people see our true selves and see our heart, and, or hope that they feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all that we can do, and so it, it always means a lot when somebody, especially somebody so close, says that, you know, that you do, mm-hmm. uh, it's really special. Yeah, it was really cool, it was
0: the last, uh, the last event that we got a chance to do that was Lindy Focus, yeah,
1: 2019 to
0: 2020, and uh, that happened, and it was so cool, and did you bring fans? I wonder, boas. Mm, no,
1: last year yeah. I didn't. I didn't bring any props. Oh, I thought you did. No, it the year I before. Kept it all improv. The year before, right. I brought boas right, right, and gloves. Right. And we left a big mess. Yeah. In the <laughs> they room. loved it. It was great. It was. It was in there <laughs> for the rest of the weekend. Um, uh, but
0: yeah. in that's a pretty much a lot of, of what I have right here. Um, yeah. I have one more question. Okay. And um, I want you to address. Uh-oh. the jury, uh, okay. the, the people who are I'm listening, jury. <laughs> uh, I think um, I'm going to, I'm going to pretend to be one of those people that came in was like, how do I get started?
1: Mm, great question. Go. Okay. Um, first off, you got to go to shows. You gotta go to burlesque shows. Mm-hmm. I know, right now that's impossible. <laughs> well, Zoom, um, but there are Zoom shows. Mm-hmm. You can go to the next Zoom show I'm in. You can go to um, any Zoom show. That I mean, send send me a message. I'll. I'll Get you started. Um, you post all the time. What yeah. Zoom
0: shows you actually really enjoy and you want to be a I'm part of, and you're I'm in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: but there's a ton of Zoom shows that you can catch if you're somewhere that's maybe more open. Maybe you can catch an outdoor show. Right. But that's the biggest thing. You have to go and you have to actually see what the scene is. You can't be like, I'm gonna do burlesque, but then you don't actually see a show. <laughs> you just like jump into it. You and know. You
0: do it to the Christina Aguilera song.
1: Yeah. There's can you put insert crickets there? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's number one, for sure, is go to a show. Uh, part two would be take classes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, if you have the ability to take classes in person, I highly recommend it. Um, chances are... Uh, and find out if that person that's teaching classes is actually a performer. Right. Because that's key. Mm-hmm. Um, find out if you can take classes from somebody in your scene. Just Google burlesque classes. Something will come up. Um. Ideally, that person should be a performer. If not, look up Ginger Valentine and her strip school, because she's an amazing performer, uh, award-winning performer, and she's got these super accessible um, online classes. But mm. she also does a um, dance with GV, I think, is called on Instagram, mm-hmm. where she do she'll do like free live stream classes. Right. And she's super classic performer. She'll teach you all the basics that you need. And she's super hot and an amazing performer. Totally. Um, so I highly recommend checking also that out. Also, always
0: speaks on empowerment. Yeah. So it makes you feel better already. She will really.
1: inspire you to no end. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely check her out. that That's the first part. You got to, you know, see the shows. Mm-hmm. You got to get yourself moving, learn the basics, and then, you know, from there, it's it's a good idea to, to make friends with a performer. And if you're going to shows and whatnot, you can find somebody that can mentor you, right. that can help you get an act together. That's the third part, is that mm-hmm. you got to get an act. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like if you've ever seen the movie Gypsy, you got to yeah. have a gimmick. You know, like it's <laughs> a thing. But you don't really need the gimmick, but you do need an act. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times to get into shows, you have to submit. So it's not that... Um, I mean, a lot of times, once you're an established performer, producers producers will reach out to you and say, hey, you fit my show. Come mm-hmm. perform in my show. Um, but when you're first starting out, you have to submit to shows. So that means you would film yourself performing your act from start to fin- finish, even if it's just in your living room. Right. And then you would submit that video to producers in your scene, and they'll either book you or not. Right. And It's an if audition, if right? If they I mean don't submitting. book you, mm-hmm. ask for feedback. Right. You know, like it's it's all a learning opportunity and the, the community is super welcoming and they want to help you. They right. want you to succeed. They want you to perform in their scene. Mm-hmm. So um, if you need help with that, you can reach out to me anytime. Uh, get on YouTube. Watch clips. Look up b hof. We talked about that a lot. It sounds like that. It's spelled like it sounds.
0: B-H-O-V. V. No. Say F. that again. B-H-O-F.
1: Th- good job. B-Hoff. B-Hoff. Like the Huff. Like the Huff. But with a B. Yeah. B-hoff.
0: B-Hoff.
1: Yeah. So uh, look up b on on YouTube. Watch all the videos. Um, but that's that's basically it. Like, if, if you have questions, mm-hmm. message me. If you're not sure who to exactly. contact, message me. I will send you all the information. Exactly. I feel like every
0: time you've given a class to a lot of swing dancers before e- or started at Atomic with Muse Academy, mm-hmm. you d- end up getting a ton of messages and we just filter it through right. to you. And it's just so easy because sometimes people just don't know where to begin, even with Google. And it, it is hard. It can be confusing. Yeah. And, and I think there's room enough for everybody in this because it's fun. It's cool. Like, you can learn something really, really great from it if you're willing to put in the amount of time and energy. Yeah. That it takes to do it.
1: And you know what? This isn't just for uh, female identifying people. This exactly. is for everybody. Exactly. This is, th- I mean, Boylesque is a thing, and I love it so much. Exactly. And... Some of my most favorite uh, performers are male-identifying performers. Look
0: up Tito Bonito.
1: Tito Bonito. And And look up... Jake Dupree, uh who we both love and adore. They were both um, residents in my show.
0: They are both wonderful human beings and both such talented performers. Uh, It is is just insane to me if anybody ever looks at them and goes like, well, whatever. Like, no. It's like, (laughs) well, holy shit, that was amazing.
1: Yeah. Literally every time they both take the stage, you're just like, your mind is blown. Exactly. And, and you want to love them and be their best friend at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so, that being said, unless there's anything?
1: No, there I, think, I think that's it. I, I There feel could be like many things be said like about super it. I like super amped and like yeah. inspired because this is a, a side of me that I am missing desperately. <laughs> I miss exactly. the stage desperately. Mm-hmm. I miss, you know, Zoom is great and yeah. Zoom shows are fun, but nothing compares to making an audience member super uncomfortable by staring <laughs> them down. And you just don't get that in everyday life.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, unless you carry around a glove with you every time, and every time you need to like assert your dominance, you're like, <sighs> <take laughs> up, like what do I do? Why? Why? Yeah. Shrink and shrivel like a person to just build a drink in a club. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I- I've said all I can say. I think in general burlesque is an amazing art form and it is come from hard ache and hard times and and become and become this thing that people can aspire to Mm -hmm. and look up to and enjoy as an art um that being said uh if you also enjoy art we have a patreon yes we do that uh, we post up Lindy Hop stuff and maybe some other time, maybe, maybe,
1: maybe maybe, maybe a
0: burlesque class, maybe a burlesque class, maybe yeah, a burlesque series. We've been talking Ooh, about a lot about. do that. Absolutely, I, I agree. People can just buy in just to purchase that if they want to and all this mm-hmm. stuff. We'll we'll definitely get that word out there. I know that people always just need easier access to things like that, and yeah. it just makes more sense for us to do it. Um, also I can produce it, it's great, it's super easy it, I'm great with an iMovie <laughs> anyways, <laughs> guys, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Rhythm and Booze um, this has been so amazing and, and so enlightening and I hope people really get something out of it in the sense mm-hmm. of learning something new, of maybe something they didn't know was that close
1: Yeah, it really is, yeah. we're like neighbors
0: exactly uh, next time we'll be talking about Viva Las Vegas, which is a rockabilly week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say that's yeah. news to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Yeah, let's do it. No, that no. Awesome. <laughs> another time, another day. We'll definitely have that. Maybe we can have uh, what's the what's the guy's name? Which guy? The main person who runs it.
1: Tom? We'll talk, yeah, we'll talk to him. Why Tom? not? We'll
0: reach out and be like, Shh. hey, be on a little shitty Big podcast. Time for us.
1: He's not gonna, <laughs> he's gonna be like, Get, fuck your podcast. Get <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, do it. <laughs> And uh, thank you guys, everybody, so much. So you can always catch us on everything that we do, which is basically uh, this podcast on Patreon. We just joined TikTok, which is a whole nother discussion to have. Which is super fun and frightening <sighs> and weird, but also cool. I'm gonna have to cool. do some
1: burlesque TikToks. Totally, happen.
0: totally. I mean, you've been watching all of them. You're know, like, I could do I that. Know. It was like, prove it. Uh, (laughs) and and if you enjoy our podcast please rate and review us on everything like Apple Podcasts for sure it helps us in the algorithm, it helps us with all that bullshit Uh, but you can catch us on Apple Podcasts you can catch us on Google Podcasts and Spotify (laughs) Stitcher (laughs) everything that you listen to podcasts on I have been not good as a host today, I'm sorry
1: No, you're great, but I think that that Bubbles got you
0: (laughs) Yeah, they got got me They got me
1: All right, everybody, thank you so much. Bye.